How's it going, everybody? And welcome to another edition of the Hoop Jack Podcast Series. I am your host, Christopher Armstead. And today, there is a lot to talk about uh, within the NBA circuit. With the playoffs just around the corner, we really do have the last the playoff picture already set. Even though there's three, there's two days left. Um, there's today and tomorrow in the regular season until we start the playoffs, which I believe we start on the 11th with the play-in games. Um, but we're gonna check it out right now. Uh, right now with the play-in tournament uh, provided by AT and T. Presented by AT&T. Uh, for the East, we have the 7th and 8th. The 7th uh, seeded Miami Heat taking on the Atlanta Hawks. The winner moves to the 7th seed to play against the Boston Celtics. And the loser plays the winner of the 9 and 10, who are the Raptors and the Bulls. And that winner... The loser of the Raptors and Bulls is out. The winner moves on to play one more game, and the winner of that will become the eighth seed and play the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, I'm not sold on a lot. I think the irony is, I think it'll be really close. I think I think Atlanta will shock and win, pushing them to a to the seventh seed. Miami loses. If the Bulls are healthy, I'm going to give it to Chicago, but I'm going to still give Miami that eighth spot. I'm still giving Miami that eighth spot. They're not going down without a fight. Then we have the West playing tournament. We have the seventh seeded Lakers going against the eighth seeded Pelicans and the ninth seeded Timberwolves versus the tenth seeded Thunder. It's the same thing. You know, I believe in the Lakers. I really do. If we... Here's the thing. We win, we play the Grizzlies. We lose, we play the Nuggets. Honestly, I'd rather play the Nuggets. <laughs> I would rather play the Nuggets more than anybody else right now. Um, to me, I think the Pelicans... They, all, they started so strong and then injuries hurt them. And the irony is the Thunder are the youngest team to make the playoffs at the average age, I think, of 22. That team is averaged at 22 years of age. I think the Lakers win, move to the 7th seed. Because right now, everyone's doing well, everyone's healthy. They can wait for the playoffs. And then it'll be the Pelicans. I'm going to take, take the Wolves. But then I'm going to take the Wolves to win the 8th seed and play against Denver. And if that's how it's set, then it's going to be the Nuggets versus the Timberwolves as the 1-8. and eight. The, four, uh, the fourth seeded Suns will play against the fifth seeded Nug- uh, Warriors. The third seeded Kings will play the sixth seeded Clippers. And the second seeded Grizzlies will play against the seventh seeded Lakers for the West. And then the East, you'll have the Bucks versus the Heat. The Cavs versus the Knicks, the 76ers versus the Nets, and the Celtics versus no wait I no I had that right Celtics versus the Hawks. I think that'll be what the playoff picture will look like, and we will definitely dive more into the playoff picture once the play-in tournament has officially been closed. 
which I believe starts on Tuesday, is the play-in tournament. And we will give you guys more updates on that moving forward. It will be interesting to see how the playoff picture works out. And the playoffs is presented by the Google Pixel. So, hooray! And then moving along, we do have the... With college basketball season over, we are anticipating getting ready for the WNBA draft. The look at the top 10 in the latest 2023 WNBA draft. Uh, number one drafted by the Indiana Fever would be Aaliyah Boston out of South Carolina. I think she's the overwhelming number one pick. It's not even close. Uh, number two heading to the Minnesota Lynx would be Diamond Miller. Again, had a fantastic year with Maryland. Just doing amazing things there number three the dallas wings on the third pick we go to uh jordan Horst, horston out of tennessee she had a great year with tennessee a great year with the sec as well number fourth going to the oh my goodness to washington for dc it wasn't the mystics was it was it the mystics the dc mystics I'm going to be really... Uh, I'm so sorry if I am offending anybody. I just don't know off the top of my head. It would be Stephanie so- Suarez at uh, Iowa State. Big 12. Had a great year. Number five, heading also with the Dallas Wings having a pick, would be uh, Maddie Seeger instead of Villanova. And she was on our show. Um, she had a great year at Villanova, just putting up big numbers for them. And also the deep run that they had in the NCAA tournament. Number six... Heading to the Dream would be Haley Jones out of Stanford. Number 7th, Fever with the Indiana Fever with another pick would be Brea Beal. So the Indiana Fever would pick up two teammates out of South Carolina, and that would be lethal for them. Uh, the Dream have another pick would be go to Leticia Amahir out of South Carolina again. South Carolina with three, three first three top 10 picks that's impressive uh number nine for the seattle storm grace berger uh at indiana and then finishing off with los angeles the sparks uh from iowa state we have ashley jones so that rounds off the top 10 i honestly i really do not see a problem with this board um i think People are questioning Zaya Cook. Um, and I think Alexis Morris as well. I think Caitlin Clark is going to take that next year. To be honest, right now, I think she would be the shooter number one. But you want another run at the title, I think Iowa would stand a chance. Caitlin Clark would definitely do that. Um, so it'll be interesting to see moving forward because I think the WNBA draft. If I'm doing it correctly, which I'm probably not, is right around, I think, close to when the NBA Finals are in progress or when it's done. So, like I said, it will be interesting to see moving forward how that goes. Um, But other than that, I have no complaints with the board. It looks really good. Um... These girls had a tremendous year and excited to see what they can do in the WNBA, especially because everything's growing. Uh, every like After last year, there's been so much support for the league and for women's basketball. I'm excited to see what where 
it can take off to. I think the possibilities are endless. Uh, so props to that. Uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break, guys. When we come back, we have our 101 Hooper profile with South Alabama men's basketball star Isaiah Moore. So stay tuned. Welcome back to the Hoop Jack Podcast Series, guys. And today for our 101 Hooper profile, we have a very special guest from South Alabama men's basketball program. We have Mr. Isaiah Moore. Isaiah, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. So looking at how y'all did this year, you guys were 19 and 16. Uh, you lost to the Louisiana Raging Cajuns in the Sunbelt Championship. What can, what can you kind of reflect on this past year for you guys at South Alabama? Um, I feel like this this year was a great year for building for next year for South Alabama. Um, we went over, we went through a lot of adversity early in the season and our non our tough non con schedule, but we stayed together, worked hard, and we finished out pretty well. And right now, uh, are you you're a grad student with South Alabama, or are you still kind of within your a senior still working on that process. I'm a grad student with South Alabama, but I'm not sure how the eligibility worked because my seat one season got canceled at Franklin Pierce where I played at my last school. My COVID mm-hmm. year we didn't play that season. So I'm not sure how that go, but I'm I'm not looking to use my eligibility if there is one year. Okay. And speaking of Franklin Pierce, that was uh, the school you had gone to play for prior to your grad year at South Alabama. What can you talk about your experience at Franklin Pierce and being able to come in right away and start making change for that program? My experience at Franklin Pierce was very a great a great experience. It showed me how to grind as a college athlete. It's way different from high school to college. So making that jump was um, – a great jump for me, and I was around a lot of great players. It just taught me how to grind. And being a freshman with Instant Impact just gave me a lot of responsibility as a as a young player in college. So I always was ready for the big moment, I feel like. And that's thanks to Coach Chadbourne. And I just – I was under a great staff with a great team. And I was blessed to have a nice senior year with my Franklin Pierce guys and gave me a chance to go to Division One, make that jump. And I know you had talked about one of your seasons at Franklin Pierce was suspended. I'm I'm assuming that was due to COVID, correct? Correct. So being a college athlete at the time and a college student and a student athlete, nonetheless, I know it, it was hard at that time to manage practice times, going to school while COVID was happening, and just what was going to happen for graduating and moving forward in the process how were you able to uh keep that going and able to find ways to make it through i'm just staying close to my family i had a great relationship with both my parents they kept my head on straight and um just always knowing that it's a bigger picture because it was it was times that we went through difficult situations at frank Pierce during covid not practicing with masks and sharing a gym with volleyball it was a lot at my last school but like I said it just taught us how to grind we just didn't make any excuses so it was like a blessing and a curse kind of thing yeah I can understand that family there to support you and be there with you can really make a difference in the long run 
And this past uh, off, you got the opportunity to compete in the three on three U tournament uh, with guys uh, Justin Johnson out of UT Rio Grande, Rio Grande, Brendan Adam, Brendan Adams out of George Washington, and Jake Stevens out of Chattanooga. And you guys managed to shake the championship and earn a little prize money along the way. What was that experience for you playing with guys you might not necessarily see throughout the year and kind of making some cut connections along the way? It was a great opportunity and situation, first off. It was some great guys. I like my team. Um, it just shows you how to just adapt to any situation and just put your heads together to get the to accomplish the co- the goal. And I feel like we, we mended really well together and our main objective out there was just to play defense first because we all know that we was the man of our school. We could score, and offense would take care of itself. So it was just being together on defense and being a real communicator, and it worked out for And you had talked about you still have – you were going to graduate here with the in the winter, right, or next spring? Next spring. Next spring. Mm-hmm. What are your plans – uh, after graduation, whether it's the opportunity that you'd want to play overseas or continue on with the <laughs> the degree that you were talking about, I believe it was criminal justice. Uh, I have my grad in um, sports management. Sport man. Sport yeah. man. Um, my plan is to sign with my agent pretty soon and try to get a summer league opportunity to fight for a G League spot or two-way. Okay, so at least you have a plan and, you know, get in the talk with your agent and just see where that way, that G League opportunity two-way, even opportunity overseas, the possibilities are endless. Right. Especially now. And being a college athlete, you also got the chance to uh, market yourself in a way by uh, with the NIL, and I do see that you have partnered with Boosted Biz on your own little graphic T-shirt design, the Isaiah Moore Club. Yeah, three uh, D photo of you and a basketball, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, what kind of led you to the idea of the design and being able to market yourself? Um, so yeah, shout out to Boosted Biz, but they reached out to me, and I seen that. Uh, 3D avatar me was a possibility, and I just had dyed my um my hair like a part of my hair blonde. So I thought it would be a good idea to you know kind of market that idea and give give me like a specific look for myself, something unique. So and it it worked out well. Yeah, I do see that it works out really well. It's very unique, and I'm excited to see you know the progress that it can take. Um, and see if we can get you more opportunities along the way. Yes, sir. Uh, my last question to you is, what advice would you give to kids wanting to uh, achieve the opportunity to play at the collegiate level or, in your instance, get that opportunity as well to uh, get a G League contract or even have that chance to play overseas? Honestly, just believe in yourself and just work hard every single day and every chance you, you could get because I was a kid that had nothing out of um, high school as a senior. My senior year summer, I still didn't have any offers. I only had one offer to Franklin Pierce University and ended up being player of the year. 
um, and just a lot of a lot of achievements, all Americans. So a lot of people will doubt you, but as long as you believe in yourself and your grind, anything's possible. Absolutely, man. You know, you just gotta believe in yourself, and you you can make a difference if you know you just put in that effort. Right. Well, Isaiah, I want to thank you for taking the time to come on the show. I'm looking forward to seeing big things from you here and your opportunity with South Alabama and with, you know, getting the opportunity to play professionally. I'll wish you the best of luck, my man. Thank you. I really appreciate you. No problem. We'll be right back with more Hoopjack, guys, so stay tuned. And we're back, guys. So I want to thank Isaiah for taking the time to come on the show. And, guys, make sure to check out his brand, the Isaiah Moore Club, a part of Boosted Biz, a great company that gives college athletes the opportunity to expand their business and to create business opportunities for them and marketing aspects as well. So great clothing brand that can give you guys any possibility for moving forward. So check out Boosted Biz when you get the chance. Um, before we close out of here, uh one of the last topics that I that caught my eye um, and I think it varies a question of and this might tug on the tug on people's feelings and you know how everything goes um, but with opportunities that should be fair and equal for everybody uh, with the different communities that want to have outreach and different communities that you know support one another I understand Um, uh, for those of you that do not know um, or it might have been where you had caught it uh, there was a report that I'm so sorry I am losing my train of thought now um that a swimmer at the University of Kentucky Riley Barger Barger who gains Barger you may know was a swimmer for University of Kentucky swimming at the time she had gone against a um girl that you know switched from male to female and she had gone to San Francisco University to speak on how it's not, I'm not saying it's not fair, I just think it's, it hurts the women who have worked so hard to achieve that kind of goal that it's with someone new coming in that already has the, you know, it gives it an unfair advantage to the women who have worked so hard in that sport and she was harassed she was hit by a man in a dress um like a man not you know recognized in any way just a man which you're a coward that you do that and i think we need to take back women's opportunities in sports and give there should be a way that we can all get through this where it's you know not men competing in women's sports because it's the same thing that's happened in the mma um mixed in the ufc mma there's a 
woman fighter who was a man who's now fighting women breaking jaws and everything and it's ruining you know women's opportunities in sports whether it's track and field whether it's swimming whether it's uh fighting you know where do we draw the line when can we you know come up with a better solution than this because no one there's no there's such a disadvantage to women's opportunities out there because of this that it's hurting sports it's hurting people want to participate it's hurting you know the dreams that these girls have of wanting to play at the collegiate level or even the pro level i think we need to find a way we need to have a sit down we need to have a rational discussion not violence rational discussion on how we can move forward from this without there being an unfair advantage in this in sports because if this keeps up we're really going to have a problem with where do we draw the line with you know you work hard and you train and you lose then that's fine but if it's an unfair advantage how do you cheat that it's like when uh, baseball players at the time were taking steroids or you know people have like a, a, a lift or an unfair advantage and they try to cheat like we don't want to reward cheating we don't want to reward situations that you have to just accept we don't want to just do it as a publicity stunt just we need to find a way to make this fair for everybody i think and the first thing is stop discriminating women's rights in sports because otherwise that we can't move forward along the way um so that was my little spiel my little soapbox um if you have a problem with it you can always have a great chat with me. I'm not trying to infringe on anybody's rights. I'm just trying to uh, get the fact that where do we draw the line when it's fair? Because you all showed violence to her, to this girl who was just stating facts about the situation that she's gone through and you can't accept it because it's not what you believe. It's not what you feel. Nobody cares about your feelings, but we also don't accept the fact that how is this fair how does when a girl when people grow up and when kids grow up and they see this they think that it's okay and sometimes it's not sometimes it's not okay to just parade around thinking that oh they're just gonna accept me they have to deal with it you don't have to you force it on them then people have problems there's no order um, but to close it out, I want to thank our affiliates, Boosted Biz, Kadichi Bear, Shop GLD, Moolah Kicks. Uh, we want to make sure we have the opportunities to grow as a show. I know we don't like to talk about politics, but it just irked me that in sports we've gotten so political that we can't just enjoy sports. We have to pick a side. I don't like to pick a side because I've grown up loving sports. I've grown up loving basketball, football, baseball. And now you you, watch, you grow up watching the Olympics. You grow up in tennis. Like, 
like when I was growing up. Like imagine if you know, and I think Dave Chappelle made it very clear. What would happen if LeBron played in the WNBA? What would have happened if Roger Federer played in the women's tennis circuit? What would have happened if you know Alex? I mean, Alex Rodriguez or Albert Pujols were playing in softball leagues. How would it feel? Like you had Usain Bolt competing in the women's circuit. How would that be fair? I just want to know how that would be fair for the women who are competing. I mean, that's just my two cents. Again, I don't like being political. But when this stuff really infuriates me, because I see it and it just irks me. Like, I hate being political. I hate it so much. But hopefully you guys can keep tuning in the show. And if I did hurt your feelings then you know you all can tune out you guys can find a new show again i do not try to be political but i when i do see something wrong i don't i don't want to just sit on the side and just act like there's nothing you can do because there's absolutely something people can do and i want to help however i can to see if we can come to a way of moving forward instead of backward Hopefully, I didn't ruffle feathers. If I did, you you guys can do whatever you want. I'm not going to tell you what to do. Um, but otherwise, don't be a bystander. Be a hooper. And keep balling and be a great person. Peace.